0: Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose.
1: Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most.
0: Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want.
1: Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose.
0: And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren.
2: I have spent a lot of time on this program discussing the differences and similarities between coaching and counseling and therapy, all these words, and, and by now I've offered hundreds of different writing suggestions for all kinds of situations and circumstances, but my guest today shares some examples of how the whole movement of journal therapy is still taking great big steps into the modern world. This is episode number 60 of Journal Talk, and today I'm interviewing Jenna Mayhew from Right as Rain. It's a service based in the UK, and Jenna just happened to be in Mexico at the time of this recording, so we had a little fun about that. And and on top of that, Jenna's business partner, Caroline, is in Australia. So it's kind of interesting. They've set up this international counseling clinic that emphasizes the use of written word therapy. A little bit of interesting backstory is that Jenna and Caroline have found traditional face-to-face talk therapy just wasn't right for everyone. And some some people couldn't commit to a regular session at a certain time or a place. Other people struggled to voice their problems orally. And so they ended up developing an approach that combines all the clinical research that we know and love about expressive writing, basically taking journal writing techniques and combining them with traditional approaches to therapy. I had a great time. Talking with Jenna, discussing some truly never before heard of methods. And I mean never heard of before. (laughs) Never before heard of methods to help people use writing as a healing practice. And so this is one of those fun episodes. It got me feeling a little giggly. Uh, but we talk about some really, really great suggestions and really pushing the envelope and uh, reaching a whole new level of audience. So this next 40 minutes is packed with great information, some great stuff. You don't want to miss Jenna's exclusive journal talk offer. So please keep an ear open for that and enjoy this conversation with Jenna Mayhew. Okay, and with me in the International Journal Talk studios, I have the pleasure of speaking to Jenna Mayhew.
3: Hi, Nathan. Thank you for having me.
2: Hey, Jenna. So good to talk to you again. How are things down in Mexico?
3: Ah, things are good. Yeah, the weather's gorgeous.
2: I bet. You've been there all winter, (laughs) yes? Yeah. What a nice place to spend the winter.
3: Oh, it's been lovely. It's been Mm. lovely. So just a couple of weeks left, so I'm Mm -hmm. making the most of it.
2: ¿Habla usted español?
3: Uh, (laughs) Un poquito.
2: Un poquito. Qué bueno, qué bueno. Eres muy inteligente.
3: Oh, gracias. So I'll, I'll take that in any language. <laughs> I never turn down a compliment. They're too, too few and far between.
2: Super, super. Well, I live pretty close to Mexico, so I've learned a lot of Spanish growing up, And but I don't get down there as much anymore. It'd be nice to visit once in a while. So for the Journal Talk listeners who might just be getting to know you, can you share a little bit about who you are and what your business is and, or businesses, if you want? And uh, what what right as rain does?
3: as uh, sure. Well, I'm. Um, you can't figu- figure out the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Australian. Uh, I've been abroad for a couple of years, and I relocated to the UK with with actually a colleague of mine from Australia, who's British, and we we're both psychologists, and we work together in Sydney. There's a really good um,
2: punchline there somewhere. I got to find it. Psychologists from from Australia and London and international and there's uh, it'll come to me
3: <laughs>
2: there's a good pun there somewhere
3: Oh, okay <laughs> well um so we worked together in Australia actually and we did a lot of work kind of the outback and remote Australia and traveling back and forth and um you know we, we started thinking about how hard it was for, you know, some of the people we worked with to access clinical services.
0: Mm-hmm. So that
3: kind of meant that they could only access services maybe once a month, maybe every two months. Mm. And it wasn't really an ideal situation for counselling or for therapy. It was pretty tricky. So we started thinking about ways that we could make it a bit more accessible. And we kind of started looking at online therapy and telephone counselling and then we started looking at appropriate kind of models to marry with that, and, and we started researching, you know, email therapy. And um, you know, there was just this this explosion in in literature and clinical evidence that supported the benefits of writing.
0: Uh-huh. And we'd,
3: we'd already dabbled a bit in the in the expressive therapies, but mm-hmm. but it probably wasn't our core practice. So that you know, I think for us, it's it's quite unique i think most people kind of come to this field from a background of of creative writing or or Mm -hmm, you know they're mm -hmm. already writers whereas we came up from the other side we kind of came as yeah
2: that's interesting that you yeah interesting that you came into the writing aspect of therapy services because you were looking for ways to extend your reach, not not because of anything inherently interesting about writing, but it was a way to um, connect you with a broader audience.
3: Absolutely. And I mean, we were both kind of already journalists. And I think anybody who works in, in the healthcare profession, you know, everybody knows about the benefits of writing. It's mm-hmm. kind of you know, you know it's good and, and you use it in dribs and drabs, but I guess what was the real eye-opener for us was kind of using it as a really pure or fairly pure practice mm-hmm. and seeing just how well substantiated the evidence is for, for kind of un- undertaking counselling via writing and, and for, you know, giving it a much bigger emphasis and, and really looking at when it works and when it's helpful and when it's not helpful and, why, you know, what kind of writing exercises are helpful. So so we take a very, I guess, a very kind of scientific mm-hmm, <laughs> approach mm-hmm. to our writing and, you know, the, the service attracts a lot of people who, who already journal and who love to journal and to kind of, um, you know, you can journal that's kind of cathartic and, you know, it's good for you but it's, it's kind of just at that baseline or you can kind of really do some really hard work through your journaling as well and, and yes. get a lot, uh, you know, a lot out of it.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm just if I could ask you to categorize the two types of therapy that you do like the for the people that you see in person or that you have over the past you know however long, and the people that you're writing to and, and exploring, and I want I want to ask you also uh, how those sessions go. Like, uh, are are you? Let, let's skip that first question. <laughs> well, I want to come back to that one. I want you to compare and contrast. But but before we do that, I'm so curious to know when you have a writing session with somebody. Like, are you sitting at your email and and the other person is sitting at their email and crush questions and are going back and forth questions and answers and stories and things happening over email or is it like one email that gets sent and then one reply and then a week later another one? How does that work?
3: Okay, well, it's actually, you know, we <laughs> we sit out with our plan and, and then something completely different happens. Um, <laughs> For you about, too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been about six months building our clinical framework and looking at how it was going to work. And, and you here's know. the
2: details here's assignment number one, here's assignment yeah. number two.
3: And I just, you know, and the plan was kind of to do, you know, so, someone to write in and, and for us to send one response back. And of course, further emails for clarification and whatnot, if needed. Right. A, a session was essentially kind of one correspondence. And some people, some people actually really enjoy that and it worked really well for them. But for most of our clients now, um, I would say kind of 85%. They're Skype-based or, you know, FaceTime sessions. And then the writing component comes in and that, uh, you know, we'll always kind of set a, a, a writing exercise that, that promotes, you know, further reflection or, mm-hmm. or further mm-hmm. growth or development on kind of whatever we've talked about for that session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the majority now. And then, and then we've got just, you know, a couple who do it differently, a couple who mix it up, who who'll do, you know, maybe three Skype sessions and then ask for an email session. I see. Some people use the service who, who find it difficult to, to access face-to-face mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, including Skype, sometimes if, if there's sickness or there's other things going on, they'll opt for an email session. I see. And then, you know, more recently, kind of in just the last six months, we've had a few people come to us who have asked for instant messenger sessions.
2: Instant message tech, uh, <laughs> instant message therapy. And,
3: and that was, that, that was definitely not on the cards, but um <laughs> something we realized from, from a few years ago to now is that.
2: Counseling by know, text.
3: Yeah. And, and you know, it, kind of, we have our ideas about what's good and what's going to work, but you know, it it really needs to be more responsive than that and, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, fit whatever's going to work for that client. So, yeah, so we're yeah. pretty flexible. Well, that's, um,
2: I, yeah, I applaud your resourcefulness and creativity and, and hey, if you're helping people, that's, that's great.
3: Well, yeah, that's it. And I mean, they, they usually, pro- you know, use the word progress. I don't know if that's the right word, but they usually go on to to, you know, Skype-based sessions. Or
2: yeah, maybe it's like the, it's like. But it'll
3: start s- as text, yeah.
2: yeah. Text therapy is the on-ramp.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> That's the gateway right.
2: drug, the gateway <laughs>
3: That's exactly what I was just thinking. I thought, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs>
2: wow wow that's great you know since we last talked and it was a couple months ago and the connection was bad and didn't work out but you did relay that story to me about the texting and i could not get that out of my mind and i have thought about coaching you know like i'm i'm Mm -hmm. looking at being a, a, a sort of a life coach for journal writers and or i should say a journal writing, life coach, <laughs> so wow. using journal writing as a, as a tool for, you know, coaching professionally or, or however, you know, without the, without the psychological therapy side of it. And I thought, what if I could coach people with texting? You know, if, if right as rain can yeah. do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, well, look, it's not just us. There's, um, quite a few governments or, or government funded charities, uh, have launched text-based you know, crisis programs. services or, wow. or programs, um, particularly for youth. And they've been really successful. So. Well, I,
2: yeah, I can imagine it definitely reaches a specific demographic much more directly than others. So I did this little experiment. This just happened last week. I put up, uh, I don't know if you have, I'm sure you've heard of Craigslist. Uh-huh. I put a Craigslist ad and it just said text therapy,
0: <laughs> text, uh-huh. text
2: coaching. Text coaching. And I put on there, you know, hey, I'm willing to have a conversation with you if you are looking to, you know, transform an area of your life where you're experiencing stuckness or pain, discomfort, frustration, confusion. I'm willing to have a text conversation with you to that would lead to clearing it up and, and moving on. And mm-hmm. just to see, just to see what would happen. And I've got no responses yet. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: I don't know. Maybe you need to, you know, put it on a Snapchat or whatever. Whatever like? <laughs> you
1: <know>, uh, <laughs> the younger people are looking
2: on. Yeah. Like. Yeah. How many? How many people do you think are out there in the world looking for some coach in their life, and they're going to go turn to Craigslist? I don't think yeah. that's <laughs> probably not the right place to put it. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, you have a story about when you first started journaling. I'd, I would love if you share.
3: Oh no, not, not this story. <laughs> I know the story you're referring to. Um, well, I, <laughs> I guess I guess I could say I started journaling because I'm I'm the daughter of a librarian. Mm-hmm, Actually, mm-hmm. I'm the daughter of two bookworms. Basically, you know, grew up in a library. My mom has journaled uh, from when I, you know, from the day earliest days I can remember, and she always encouraged that in us. And I I have a couple of older siblings, you know, including a couple of sisters, and and we all journaled and. And we lived in a very small house and it was very cramped and, and there wasn't a lot of privacy. So our journals were really our private place and we mm-hmm. bought all the kind of really kitsch, you know, girl journals with lockets on them and, and <laughs> you know, had to have a special key to get into them. And it, it was just one of those things where I mean we we kind of squabbled over all sorts of stuff, but breaking into each other's journals was just the bees' knees. I mean, that there was just a bounty of <laughs> of information. It's sport. It's um, do
2: it for sport.
3: That's it. So so we kind of had to become increasingly cunning. And um <laughs> I, I once <laughs> I once just could not break this lock. So so I took one of my sisters' necklaces to try and crack it open and I ended up snapping the pendant Ooh. on her necklace and, and I got caught out and and it was, <laughs> that, that was the end of my journal busting days um, <laughs> But I, I, I think I need to clarify that I, I have learned a lot about privacy since then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> wow wow everybody has an interesting story like that from childhood everyone who has kept a journal from a young age it's fun to listen to um those were great tell us did you have anything else about your mom or your dad you wanted to share
3: oh no i feel like i should say something now (laughs) i don't know no i don't know pass pass (laughs) yeah (laughs) i guess one of the things that does come to mind though just thinking about that now is um I mean, we've worked with so many people that that don't journal because there's this really deeply seated fear that someone will read it.
2: Yes. Yeah, I know. It's very real. And, you know, I get questions all the time. People who switch to the digital journaling, you know, they they are still – paranoid about somebody's getting in, even though there's encryption and password protection and the kinds of questions I get, people are asking me, you know, what about the company that hosts the journal? They're they're going to get in. And, uh, and in my mind, I'm thinking, but they don't care about you.
3: <laughs> that's, what, that's what I tend to think I, Actually, after the 30-day journal challenge, I was always a, a paper and pen purist, but um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hadn't even tried really digital journaling. But but after that I've you know, I, I'm a changed woman. So so I, I journal on Monkey now.
2: Oh nice. Okay, yeah. yeah that was that it, was one of really the ones works. I reviewed. Yeah, I remember monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And so now what percentage of the time would do you say you handwrite versus
3: type? Uh, I type 100 percent Whoa, you're totally yeah. converted. Yeah. Wow. wow. I, I d- <laughs> I really have but but I like to keep my I like to keep it in sequential order as well so using two different systems doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just want it all in one place and, I'm, and I'm like
2: you. Yeah. If I start <laughs> somewhere that I do I do carry just be, I'm I'm like you. I'm 100% but I have to always say 98 or 99 because I do carry a journal with me because I'm just so used to it. 30 years of writing in a journal. I I keep the book around, and what I end up doing is just taking little notes. It's my notebook. It's not even a journal anymore. It's just a notebook. I -hmm. I write down little cute thoughts or phrases or something, and then that becomes the prompt book for when I sit down and do my my real writing. And I'm using Journey right now.
3: Okay. Yeah. Oh, Um, wow. Actually, that just made me realize I I had not made this connection before, but... Once I changed, actually, just a few months ago, I felt randomly inspired to go and buy some lead pencils, some Derwent pencils, and then I just started <laughs> drawing wee animals in my notepad. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know why, but now you say that, I think yeah, maybe maybe it's like a replacement for
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been etched. having that
3: pen to paper contact. It's been
2: etched, and yeah, into your psyche, it's a, it, it was a it was the drug.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Do you do you go back and read much?
3: Uh, I feel I don't do it as often as I should, but I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. That's that is something that I kind of always avoid doing, but but then when I do do it, I'm glad I did.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. Top two or three benefits that you've that you've experienced with journal writing.
3: Um, well, I think. You know, I think that's interesting and I th- I think the benefits are really wide-ranging depending on the individual. And since uh, you've been doing
2: it for such a long time, um, you probably have experienced different things at different times.
3: Absolutely, and I'm, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I'd journal consistently. I, I, I take my hat off to you, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly something that's ebbed, ebbed and flows throughout phases of my life. I,
2: same here, same here. I, I, oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, there were, I would have to say the very longest I went without journaling was, would probably be six months, eight months, something like that, you know. Okay. Um, so, you know, it goes in and out. Sometimes it's hourly, you know, for a few weeks, it feels like I just always have something more to add and I just keep mm-hmm. scratching and then come back to, it. I mean, I'm exaggerating with hourly, but several times a day, I'll come and add something to it. And then other times it's just, you know, once uh, or twice a week, um, uh-huh. you know, it, it, it changes.
3: Yeah, it, it really does. And for me, you know, I, I, it definitely ebbs and flows and I, I often find journaling mildly, very mildly stressful. Stressful, um, <laughs>
2: wow. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that curveball.
3: <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think depending on your personality type and, and particularly with people who, who might be kind of prone to being a bit more avoidant, journaling can be very confronting. Mm. And I think that sometimes, you know, especially when I know there's something that I want to write about, uh, there's a tendency to kind of feel that mild rise in stress beforehand. Mm. But, you know, once I do it, I mean, I never regret it. And I'm always glad I have. And I, I guess, you know, to me, journaling is, you know, some people are like a fish to water and, and they just love it. But um,
2: I think I know what you're talking about. Now that you, now that you express it that way, there, yeah. are, there are times when I know there's a topic, I'll just make something up. <laughs> wink, wink. I'll just Ow. make some of because uh, uh, I'm so used to burying my soul here on Journal Talk. I'll just make something up and say, you know, I did something that I maybe wasn't proud of. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's say I stole something from my neighbor.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and I I want to talk about it. I want to write something, but I don't even want to acknowledge it right now. And there's this whole resistance thing. And I, I may go like a week or two weeks without writing in my journal and I'm like, what's going on? I got to sit down and and write and I'll know if I, if I've been avoiding writing in my journal, it's usually because there's something I don't want to face right now or something I don't want to admit, you know?
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I've got a a
2: crush on a coworker and I just don't (laughs) want to write about that, but that's like the biggest thing going on right now for me.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I think you know uh, once you put it down on paper and kind of one of the things that the research just repeatedly says is you know writing doesn't it doesn't change the event it kind of doesn't do anything in that sense but mm-hmm. it, it dramatically changes your relationship with the event so yes,
2: yes. you
3: know it, it takes the if there's a sting it will take the sting out of it or it will lessen that sting and um yeah, yeah. It, you know that. I like to think of journaling as as exercise. You know, it, it's the same as physical exercise, but for our mental well being. And and you can just write about you know your daily events and what's going on, and mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. good. It's like a walk in the park. You know, it's fresh air. It's good for you. But then you know you can go to boot camp as well.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> there's writing some
3: writing really hard stuff, and it, it it hurts, and and you'll get the kind of the adrenaline kick, and the heart stops pumping, and and uh, you know you might feel it beating in your chest and and you get all the physiological symptoms as well and it can be hard but it it passes you know mm-hmm. it really lasts mm-hmm. for more than an hour and and in the end it ultimately makes you stronger
0: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. and the muscle that you exercise to bring that courage um, yeah. helps you I mean there, there's something really to be proud of that you that you faced something with courage and usually you're getting, to, you're getting clarity on something. You know, you're, you're, you're dealing with something honest like that and you're coming to that point where you're sort of facing your, facing your demons.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, very good. Well, um, let's take a short break. Um, and when we come back, I want to ask you about some tips, journal writing sure. tips that you refer people to. And then I can't wait for people to hear about the mindful goal setting.
3: Mm. Ah, excellent. (laughs) All
2: right. We'll be right back.
3: All right.
0: You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast featuring techniques, inspiration, and expert interviews for journal writing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach Nathan directly through email at Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. If you have a question for our Journal Talk Q&A session, please leave a voice message on the Journal Talk listener hotline at 1-805-751-6280. We'll send you a thank you gift if we feature your question on an episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks for sharing your voice. And now, back to more Journal Talk.
2: Okay, we're back with Jenna Mayhew from Right as Rain in, let's see, not London, not Sydney, but <laughs> Mexico.
3: Yeah, this week, Mexico. <laughs>
2: the international therapist.
3: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what it feels like, definitely.
2: That's great. Well, I'm jealous on two, two levels. I love travel and I've, I haven't been to Sydney or anywhere in Australia yet. Uh-huh. um i've i've passed through london but i didn't stay for any period of time so I, I love the travel and i've always thought i should have been a therapist i should have done oh, really? i should have done therapy i should have, i would have been a good therapist and now yeah, i've okay. figured if i go back now and go through all of that in the what how long would it take what are what are the uh requirements in uh, australia to be oh. a is it similar to what it is here in the United States?
3: Oh gosh, I'm I'm not sure. To be a psychologist, it's six years.
2: Yeah, um, or MFT <laughs> or any of those things, right? Oh, oh I'm not- marriage and family therapist. We have that oh, designation okay. here.
3: Actually, not too sure on the guidelines, but because we have separate guidelines for counselors, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: psychotherapists, and um, actually, it's not regulated. The only protected, the only actually protected term is psychologist. Mm, Okay, okay. Which requires six years, but but it took me seven. I mean, it usually pushes out.
2: Jenna, what what took you (laughs) so long? (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, it's just a you know what it's just a bureaucracy. Oh, <laughs> it's
2: uh-huh. Setting
3: up all the supervisions. Oh, so much paperwork. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, it usually
3: pushes out. It's a
2: long time. Mm-hmm. Well, you did it. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Yeah. If I if I could zip through those six years, maybe I would do it. But I'm thinking in those six years, I could be a coach. You know? I I would yeah. and and you know where's the real need? I don't. that's hard for me to know where the real need is and matching with my skills and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm writing about all these topics as you can tell. Uh-huh. Can you tell us? I, I see you here. You you like to give journaling tips for people to get the most therapeutic benefit from their writing. I love the way you express that. It's it's like you said, very uh, scientifically based. So tell us what you mean by that.
3: Absolutely, and. Answer- I mean, like I mentioned earlier, there's, there's, you know, there's hundreds of, of studies now, and and you know, a good thirty years of evidence, which is which is a pretty solid backlog, which is explored. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of contradictions in the evidence, but it's it's at that point now where people are doing meta analyses and drawing out key themes. So, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. based on that, I mean, some some of the the big ones that always come up. I mean, be authentic. There, mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> you mm-hmm. know,
3: if you feel that kind of Fear that, that somebody's going to read it and you end up, you know, censoring what you're writing. You know, you don't have to keep it. A, lo- a lot of people like to keep it, but you don't have to, you know, if you can only write freely by telling yourself that, you know, you're going to chuck it out or, or burn it afterwards, then do that so that you can write completely openly. Definitely face the hard stuff this is a bit about balance about kind of not pushing yourself when you're not ready uh, it's about being respectful uh, of those signs um but also challenging yourself so so you know when you address the hard stuff you get the biggest kind of therapeutic benefit mm-hmm, a- mm-hmm. and by therapeutic benefit i'm i'm talking about holistic benefits so so you know physical health as well as you know mental emotional social well-being
0: yes um
3: changing perspectives is really helpful. So if you find that you only write about, you know, in I, me, myself, I thought this, I found this, try mixing it up with writing about what some of the other players would have thought or, or considering it from some other points of view.
2: Yes, I love, I don't do that often enough. I don't do ah, that. Okay. That's a good one. That's a real good one. It's helped a lot of people when I've, when I have assigned it, you know, as a client was uh-huh. um, uh, telling me about a difficult situation. And sometimes I, I pull out of my bag, you know, imagine yourself six months from now, a year from now, whatever, yeah. a month from now, where the situation is completely resolved and write a journal entry from that time looking back. Like uh, like, yeah. like write about, almost like write write the gratitude that you feel about how it got resolved and put whatever details come to mind. And I find those, those uh, you know, time warp type writing assignments are so helpful.
3: Wow. Yeah. So, actually, yeah, I love them as well. You know, write a letter to your younger self. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. but I guess kind of one of my favorite changing perspective ones is particularly when there's conflict within a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, to write about it from your point of view, and then to write about it again from the other party's point of view. Yes. Sometimes even to write about it again from someone standing outside the house, or you know, a fly on the wall, and what would they think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then reading over it all and seeing what jumps out. I Find a lot of people find that really powerful, and they're surprised what comes out.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
3: but one of one of the other big tips, I guess, is that they've they've done quite a lot of research on. You know, are you better off writing about your emotions and your subjective experience of an event or are you better off writing about the objective stuff, so the facts, exactly what happened? And either of those in isolation is not particularly helpful. It, it's about weaving those two together
0: mm. um,
3: so that you're always kind of looking at what happened and how you responded to it and, and what the impact of that was and, and creating context that way. Mm. So I, I guess there's there's a really big component of therapeutic writing that is about creating a narrative it's not so much kind of poetry that that picks out although poetry therapy is a whole nother <laughs>
0: yeah yeah whole other
3: area but not kind of picking out kind of just a few words here and there it's it's writing about it in narrative so so what happens you know in sequence it's a story Yeah, and it's through creating that context that we develop you know, a different perspective and a different relationship with what happens.
2: Right, right. And we and yeah, we grow we grow our inner resources, you know, of coping.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I like I,
3: that. I think just I'll just throw in one more and it's it's a biggie for me. Um sure. I'm I'm not a daily writer and I you know I, I think <laughs> most people in our field I think there's I think it's one of those issues I see you know, two camps on. Should you write daily or should you not. And I think definitely the more you write, the more benefit you get out of it, for sure. That's undeniable. But that doesn't mean that you have to write every day. Mm
0: -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. I think
3: that, you know, writing can be brilliant just as a course corrector. And, you know, you may have other ways of processing events and processing stress, which are also effective. And you're, you're mixing it up or you know you you kind of i think when people set the goal of for, for some reason it's one of those myths that you have to write every day um and like any goal setting when it's really ambitious and not realistic for your circumstances <laughs> like like
2: on january 1st for example
3: yeah. yeah it's it's like working out every day it's it's you know if it's not realistic, then once someone misses a couple of, t- you know, a couple of days, there's a tendency to just go, ah, just blown it now.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so might as well not even set up that expectation if you're just yeah. gonna if you're just gonna chuck it whenever you whenever you slip once. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So I, I what do you, I what hear- do you
2: tell people to do with their genuine feeling of remorse or guilt for skipping, like they want to do it every day. And I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I used to tell people every day is really the key. And I, I've, I've, I've changed my tune. Um, okay. I try to do every day. I don't do every day. But I'm, I've gotten to the place where I'm beyond the guilt of it. And, <laughs> yeah. and there's a, there was a time, and I think there's a lot of people who are still here at this place of like they feel the need to sort of catch up. And and mm-hmm. then they've got two days worth of stuff to write and then three days worth of stuff. And then there's just this... this heavy guilt what would you say to somebody who's who's processing that
3: look i i think that's a really common component This kind of what we call all or nothing thinking uh, with kind of all goals but but especially you know especially with journaling uh, so what we always recommend actually is before embarking on a new goal uh, you know one of the things that sets aside you know people who reach their goals and people who don't is how they deal with stuff ups and setbacks Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So people who deal with setbacks and stuff ups by going, oh, I missed it. What can I learn from that? How can I prevent it? They tend to go on to, you know, to reach their goals. Mm-hmm. But, whereas mm-hmm. people who go, oh, I've stuffed it, you know, it's all over. this kind of all or nothing, black and white, perfectionist type thinking. <laughs> don't tend to meet their goals. So so I think a good starting point is to actually take some time to tell yourself, I'm not going to do this perfectly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there mm-hmm. will be days where I I. I miss it. I might try my best and still not meet my goals. And that is okay. It's about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. small incremental change that is sustainable over the long term. So, you know, for a strategy, I kind of, you know, think what is, what what can you definitely achieve? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, what's really easy? Can, Can you do three minutes? three days a week, mm-hmm. right? If you can definitely do that, then let's start there and grow it, mm-hmm. you know, increase mm-hmm. it. What Once you're kind of doing that consistently, slowly increase it.
2: Yeah. Put the 10 pound weight on first. And then when you've done that a few times, put the 20 pound weight on.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. Instead yeah. of, um, certainly a lot of people I work with come, kind of come with starting, I'm going to start journaling every day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for people who are trying to catch up, One thing I say, it's more important to be present,
3: Uh you know,
2: so if those issues that you were facing, you know, a few days ago are still really on your mind, then write about them, you know, if if those thoughts that you were having a few days ago, if you can remember them. If they're still, you know, dancing around and you want to put them down, then great. But I wouldn't try to recap all that, you know, where you were, where your mind was, where, what, what things you were feeling. Just be present to what's, what's happening now.
3: That's, That's fantastic advice.
2: Thanks. All right. Well, Jenna, we're kind of running into uh, uh, our time. I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you, how can people reach you? And do you have anything for sharing?
3: Sure. Uh, well, I guess to start, you can you can reach us on our website. It is write, as in uh, to write with a pen. W R I T E. Write as rain. All one word. dot com. dot a u. Um, and we're you know we're on Twitter and Facebook as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: we released a short program last year. Again, it's it's kind of it's very evidence based. We spend a lot of time looking at the research. And it's about taking a mindful approach to goal setting and goal achievement. It, it's based on, you know, some stuff around positive psychology, so mm-hmm. happiness, um, some stuff around mindfulness, a lot about expressive writing. And that sounds program, wonderful. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank yeah, you. I,
2: I, th- I think I will use that in my every year uh, in the summertime, I do a mid-year resolutions campaign.
0: Oh, really?
2: Yeah, because I, I just hate the New Year's resolution setup, you know, and then we forget about it. Nobody ever talks about it. And yeah. so I like, be, I like to be the one who talks about mid-year resolutions. Like, let's, let's pick it up now. Like, why, why not now?
3: Oh, that's <laughs> excellent. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of this book is about, well, we kind of notice the field is often really pushing kind of this sole focus on your goal.
1: Mm-hmm. And your goal
3: can be achieved then, but but at what expense to other areas of your life? And is it sustainable? So this is kind of just a bit more of a mindful, holistic, you know, gentle approach to, to sustainable goal achievement. Right. Um, so so our offer is for general Talk listeners. Um, if you would like to send us an email, just go to our website, um, click on contact us, shoot us through an email and we'll send you the program completely for free.
2: Nice.
3: And then for the next two weeks, for anyone who has the program, we're also gonna throw in a 30 minute coaching session for free. So, wow, wow. so we do <laughs> by we do text, this,
2: by by instant by messenger. Text, if
3: you like, absolutely. <laughs> um so we'll kind of help you just, you know, frame up that initial kind of goal setting and plan or or maybe there's, you know, particular areas you want to look at, like how you can make your motivation work for you or how you can make it, you know, break it down into smaller steps. So,
2: Very nice. That's very generous. Thank you so much. I'm sure that uh, people will want to take advantage of that. And so go to the website, writeasrain.com.au. I'll Actually, have-
0: yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> it
3: is. It will redirect to the .co.uk, yeah, .com.au <laughs> works as well. <laughs> okay. We have both. <laughs> and
2: I'll make it easy and put the link on the on the show notes here for this episode. But if you're listening and you don't have that um, handy, write as rain all one word .com.au and mention Journal Talk, and uh, you'll get a nice ebook program, and you can schedule your 30 minute session. On any on any modality you want, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. come up
2: with a new one. I I uh, tempt the journal talk listeners to come up with a new one.
3: <laughs> All right, but I, I draw the line at Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, I could just imagine doing doing Vine videos back and forth. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, that's funny. Well, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Jenna, and I know we'll stay in touch. Is there any Yeah, is there anything else you would like the journal talk listeners to consider?
3: Oh, look, I think I think we've pretty much covered it, but um I guess just that we offer both kind of the counseling therapy side and also the coaching side. So, if you'd like some clarification on the difference between the two, again, just shoot us an email and, and we can answer any questions that you have.
2: Super super. I sense a crowd coming your way. <laughs> very good thank you for the laughs thank you for the fun this is great you have a really you have a really nice evening you too thank you
3: so much thank you for having
1: us you bet this episode of journal talk is copyright and brought to you by write for life a web resource for living with passion clarity and purpose through journal writing Find us online at www.writeforlife.us Spell W-R-I-T-E, the number 4, L-I-F-E dot U-S Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk.